Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Welcome to the show. Ah, oh, someone. <laughs> Occasionally I get left gifts, uh, and someone's left me a t shirt on the seat here that says, The King of Edinburgh. I'm trying to stop this. Stop this going on. I'll have to wear that though now. It'd be rude not to wear it around. I've been given a crown. It's just embarrassing. So thank you for that. Was that you? No, it wasn't. Okay, well, we'll never. We'll find out who it is. I won't give it away as a prize. Uh, this is Richard Herring's Edinburgh Fringe podcast, or as all the cool kids are calling it, Rehef. Wow, yes, we're back. We're back with the cool... It's all cool kids, thank goodness. Um, yesterday, if you listened to... We had uh, a 14-year-old girl sitting where you are, sir. I don't know if that was what attracted you to that seat. And uh, the sense of smell. Mm. Uh, but uh, if it did, you're more perverted than you realise because after the show, her mum, who I think is to blame for bringing a child to this, pro to this show anyway, said, don't tell anyone, she's 12. So... Um, <laughs> So it was incredibly inappropriate. If it had been 14, that's fine. That's, uh, that's the age Juliet was. That is fine. But uh, I've been turned by accent into more of a paedophile than I, uh, than I intended to be. <laughs> and that, for me, that's my own personal cut-off point. I make my own rules, but... Uh, oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> we're not editing anything out of this, are we? So uh, anyway, it's been, uh, there's been some quite nice things. Uh, Purple Ronnie, who remembers Purple Ronnie, the poet? did the cards has sent me a poem uh, via Twitter and I think, I'm pretty sure it is really him for more than 20 years Herring has amused us at the mic he is the king of Edinburgh you can quote me if you like so there you go that is Purple uh, Ronnie which is good I got a slight a frankly slightly sad email from someone that I'm going to read out but I don't I'm not going to I don't advise uh, the person this is about to get in contact with this guy it's um, from Martin Hopwood are you in Martin? No. Dear King of Edinburgh, I humbly request your assistance, and if you haven't destroyed love already, then maybe you can help me find some. I found myself at the BBC venue on Monday, and as the large crowds... Oh, bloody hell, shut up. There's the large clouds crowd swelled outside my ho my hopes faded that I could get into your show and see you racially abuse the scotch. But... Uh, <laughs> But I joined the returns queue, anyway, behind a very beautiful girl. Before I got a chance to talk to her, tickets were handed out and the queue dispersed into the crowd. And all I know about her is the ticket number she was given was Blue 248. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of, uh, this is not good, because I think I'm essentially just helping a, a stalker in this case. But I'm going to read it out. I saw her later at another show, and her smile at me was the highlight of my Edinburgh. Uh, <laughs> it's either beautiful or it's creepy in my show I discuss the difference with, you know, the similarity between being in love and stalking someone it's very hard to tell the difference this could be even though I've never seen many excellent shows at the Fringe and all three of yours I was hoping you could put my story out on the high po charting podcast on the off chance that girls listen to it too <laughs> to some do and I could get a second chance to speak to Blue248 uh, your law subject Martin Blue249 so uh if you're listening, Blue248, and want to go out with a pervert, then um, if you're into uh, what I imagine, I'm, again, just guessing, a fat, slightly balding man uh, who has, uh, well, hasn't washed for a couple of days. It's, I'm only basing that on what I'm looking at on now. That's all. So uh, there, it's there. You can get in touch with me, herring1967 uh, at googlemail.com. Uh, and that applies to anyone who wants to email. You can email me if you like. And if you're uh, someone with lots of... Uh, if you're a manufacturer or something, you can send me some free ones and I'll mention you on uh, here, as I do with the prizes. The prizes coming up today uh, are um, 
later in the show you will be able, later in the show you'll be able to win uh, and as it occurs to me the complete pumpkin if you're lucky uh, 40 pound wine voucher for courtesy of www.nakedwines.co.com I always get it wrong and I always miss out a W uh, tickets to Martin Moore the call of the golden frog fantastic comedian and Todd Barry uh, American uh, hot He's, he's in uh, Flight of the Concords, right, or something. To my, yeah, he's a proper big star. Uh, and also you can win some wash-proof plasters, uh, which I got in a three-for-two deal. I thought I'll give you the third one. Because uh, I've, been, I've been walking around uh, Edinburgh in my... I've got some posh new boots that cost, like, loads and loads of money. Look at that. They're very poncy. They're very posh. They're made by Jeffrey West, who I'm hoping will sponsor the podcast <laughs> with some expensive shoes that I can just wear. Uh, but they've been rubbing. That's what happens. You wear these new shows and they rub. And I, but I'm so vain that I've carried on, like a woman, carried on wearing... <laughs> Carried on wearing the, the shoes throughout Edinburgh, even though I'm bleeding into my socks wearing these. So I got some plasters for that. But you can have the, that's some pretty good. That's cost their one, a value of one pound seventy nine, if not bought in a three for two deal. So that's something to look forward to. People are, people are unimpressed. People just a bit disappointed. Someone won fifty pounds in cash the other day. Okay, where's our money? Someone won the entire contents of the G Go Faster Stripe uh, DVDs. No, not today. Uh, so uh, we read that. Uh, a lot of people have been saying, and I had this before. A lot. Brad Pitt's in um, in Glasgow. He's come up to Glasgow to do a film, and a lot of people say that Brad Pitt looks like me. Uh, not not the other way round. He's copied my look. A lot of people are going, he's a dead ringer. And I had this once when I was in London, a taxi driver, he looked in the mirror at me and he said, I'm not gay, but you really look like Brad Pitt. <laughs> Which, you could have said that without saying I'm not gay on the... <laughs> I said, you may be drunk, but I, you know, I'm not gay. Well, I, but would you like to have... Um, would you like me to bum you? I'm not, just, I'm not gay, please. Uh, so, uh, and uh, these, there's, uh, the, uh, the punishments for these looters, I think, are getting a bit extreme. Uh, four years, uh, two guys have got for organising protests on Facebook. And they didn't even... They, ought, they tried to get people to go to McDonald's or somewhere and cause a riot, and all their friends went, no, we're not going to go. And nothing happened. And they've got four years in prison. So uh, it's kind of weird. I think maybe it's because they started, They gave four weeks for that guy for putting some foam on, on Rupert Murdoch. And now they have to kind of escalate. Well, this is a lot worse than putting a little bit of foam on an old man. Four years in prison. The question is, how long do you get for phone hacking, lying to Parliament, etc.? That's the question. How long is that going to be if it's four months, for, four years? For It'd be interesting to see, wouldn't it, when, how long Rupert Murdoch goes down for? I'm guessing zero <laughs> days. I think they might let him live a bit longer in freedom. Uh, and uh, anything else that's good? Uh, let me have a look. I was... Uh, uh, my shoes have been rubbing. I've said that. Brad Pitt said that. Pearl Ronnie said that. Desperate Evil said that. I might have done it. Uh, I might be... Uh, oh, that's the thing for there. Yeah, I probably should have looked at this before I got on stage. Uh, but it's a nice... <laughs> I thought I was in... Uh, it's kind of interesting because I kind of wonder how much... Um, like leaflets and reviews actually help a show along, right? And that, what, what makes people choose to go and start to see stuff. But I was sitting next to uh, two guys in Cafe Nero today who were rigorously had a folder of leaflets and things they'd cut out of newspapers and were going through trying to work out what they were going to see. And I realised how random it is because these guys were really going, if we can, you know, we'll go and see this at 4.15, that means we could see this. Can we get to this place in time? And it made me realise how Alan Cochran, they wanted to go and see Alan Cochran, who you should go and see because he's brilliant. But then they decided it was 15 minutes away they had 15 minutes to get there so they couldn't go that's how it is that's how the balance works it's terribly tragic as a comedian to see that so that's uh, affected me it's quite sad it's not a funny bit this is just a sad 
sad look. So that's a shame for Alan Cochran. He might be one seat, two seats away from selling out tonight, and it'll all be the fault of the stand for being too far away from the Pleasance. <laughs> Or vice versa. Which do you think it is? I think it's the stand's fault. Which was here first. <laughs> so, uh, but it is because everything's kind of, you know, this, the stand is the best place to come. It is an island in a sea of shit. Uh, everything you will see here is fantastic. They handpick all the comedians uh, and they're all brilliant. So those free tickets you're getting to see other shows here will be fantastic shows. So come to the stand, you idiots. Don't go to the Pleasants. It's rubbish. Don't go to the Cow Barn, the Underbelly, 8.50 tonight and watch What Is Love Anyway, Rich Town. Don't do that. That would be insane. Uh, so, and yeah, we very briefly slipped off the top of the charts yesterday in the podcast charts. We've been in, at the top of the charts for three weeks, I think, running, and then the football overtook us for a bit. But then I went, oh, I'm sad on Twitter. Because I felt, I felt a bit sorry for Ray Peacock, because Ray Peacock, you know, he, he copies me in everything I do. And he, I came up with the idea of podcasts and he copied. And he said the opposite of that yesterday, but that is not true. Now he's not here to defend himself. And uh, I was thinking it'd be nice for him to be in a number one podcast. And then just before it even got put up, that was in anticipation of him being in it. He went, oh, fuck, let's unsubscribe. Ray Peacock's... Ray Peacock, he's a shadow of uh, Richard Herring. No, uh, actually, a lot fatter. Uh, but, um, but then it went back up again. So Ray Peacock is in a number one podcast for once in his life, so we could be happy about that one. So keep us at the top. Keep subscribing and unsubscribing and then resubscribing. <laughs> It'd be nice to be at the top till the end, but we'll see. It's insane. So anyway, look, we've got a fantastic guest for you today, so I'm going to shut up. Uh, will you please welcome the amazing Shappy Kosandi, ladies and gentlemen. Here she comes. She's limping a little bit. Shappy Go Sandy, limping. Hello, everyone. I am limping. Why are you limping, Shappy Go Sandy? Oh, what have you been up to? because I was showing off um, running. I'm a, I'm a very, very fast runner. Are you? Yeah, and it's one of those things that only your mum gives a shit <laughs> and about. I I'm very excited about you being able to run fast. I, I can run very fast, and I was showing off. <laughs> I hate women like that. That's why I cripple them every now and again. Okay. I, I came and hit her with a sledgehammer, and she hurt her leg. And no, sorry. Anyway, I've torn a muscle. Torn a muscle, and oh, that, really? look at that. That was good for the people at home. They got the real feeling of <laughs> how much agony you. I was wondering if you'd seen how successful Francesca Martinez was on here the other day. Thought what I need is just you know a slightly impaired limb. Uh, so that will get people on sides. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm I'm a bit upset about something. I've I've just really well, just as I was about to come on stage. First of all, when Richard said it's a podcast, I thought we'd be like in a little room because I I don't I'm I'm a bit technophobic. I'm not entirely sure what podcasts are. Right. It's this. This is it. This, this is, is it. it. You're in one. You're in one now. I didn't realise there'd be a live audience. Yeah. Right. And, um, and they're and not look. very live. I have to say. <laughs> it may just be my material at the start. I've got. I've got a label. That's nice. And it's one of these that I, I can only get out with scissors. I don't know if anyone's yeah, got any scissors. You can't. It's thread. I've it's got some uh, plasters. Can will that help? <laughs> some they're waterproof. <laughs> Why don't you just tuck it in the back and no one would know? Let's have a look because it's, you got this on. You're look. You're on TV. You're a best-selling novelist. A yeah. author. This is reduced from £26 to £15. Why <laughs> What's going on? I'd have bought you this if you'd... I could have bought, I'd have bought you a £26 top for being on the, for being on the podcast. You know, I, I waited outside the shop for days for the sale. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's good to know. Uh, and so you've, you've you had your, your son up here, but he's, he's gone or you've lost him or he's I gone? Did, I did. I had my little boy up here with me. Um, Edinburgh is great fun with children. <laughs> no, it's good. We went to see lots of kids' shows and yeah. everything. But, and then I was all emotional. I was prepared to be all dramatic and emotional when I said goodbye to him on the train. But he woke me up at four in the morning this morning and I was like, oh, fuck it. Get back to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Let him deal with this. Mummy, bummy, mummy, bummy. It's a, I always thought you never want to sort of yeah, sorry, I was going to say, they want to <laughs> kick your own child. But yeah, no, you can say it, I always thought it was just other people's, no. Um, and he's got this new thing where he cheers me up by, by crouching down and wiggling his bum and making me kick his bum. And he was making me do this all the way up Princess Street. <laughs> and it looked like I was kicking a four-year-old <laughs> up the road. But he liked it. <laughs> Disgraceful. I saw Catherine Ryan last night, who was, who was a guest on yesterday's show. I went to see her show. It's the first show I've seen in Edinburgh. It was definitely the best one I've seen so far. <laughs> it was no, but it was amazing. But she's got also got a young child, and uh, and she was quite. <laughs> Shabby is kind of grimacing in pain. I'm nowhere near. This is usually I'm, I'm used to this. <laughs> I haven't even said anything to her. Just looking unhappy. Uh, but uh, yeah, she was quite. I mean, she's quite uh, upfront about. Uh, not being necessarily polite about having a child, and that's kind of because a lot of parents tell you having a child is a brilliant thing. No, so it is a brilliant thing that I'm not. I, I think saying what I just said was the worst thing I've ever said about a child. Right. I don't know. So some parents like act like they hated the whole thing. Like it's just really shit being a parent, and I don't actually. It's like uncool to love your child. There is that sort <laughs> of thing. Um, it's like God forbid we admit that we would die for them. <laughs> um, but no, I'm not like my show is very um, child friendly. Yeah. I do talk about being a parent and how how your, your kids fuck you up a lot. and Because uh, what happens when you have a kid? The problem is, the, way you, the, the reason you resent it is that you don't realise how much you're going to love it. You really don't realise. And they're cute, so you can't walk away. And you're stuck. You really <laughs> are proper screwed for life. And they understand that their well-being is the only way you'll be happy. So then they constantly try to hurt themselves, <laughs> not eat their greens, just do everything they can to make put themselves in as much danger as possible just to watch you squirm. Because horrifyingly, nature makes you love them. And um, it's, a, it's a dreadful, dreadful situation. So you think they're just testing your love through all those things? Or they just... I just like to see us suffer. I remember being a kid and thinking your parents, you know, your parents would stop you doing stuff and you'd be really angry about it. But then obviously as you become an adult, you realise they were just trying to stop you dying, which is quite nice of them. Uh, but, uh, but I remember being a kid and really resenting my parents for stopping me doing things well, my, I wanted to do. My, my, my mum was really strict. Mm. And to this day, like, I was really um, awkward about telling my mum I was pregnant. You know, I was 33 years old, married, but I just thought, <laughs> she's definitely going to know that I've had sex. <laughs> And <laughs> when I was at university, I, I lived with um, a boyfriend, and my um, I had one then. Mm. And uh, and my mum came to visit, and I showed her the flat, the little tour, and she saw the double bed. And afterwards, she said, "Shappy, you are so naive. You lie next to that man night after night. One day, he's going to try and take advantage." <laughs> <laughs> Good job she didn't look in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> So what is the, what's this year's show? What's this year's show? I think about that might. It wasn't just a joke that. I think there's where there was her dead previous boyfriend hanging, the skeleton fucked to death. He'd actually his cock worn down to a nubbin. I think I've hit the nail on the head, literally. You weirdo! I was thinking whips and chains. I know. <laughs> I think a dead boyfriend is less uh, less weird than Richard Jones. That's <laughs> disgusting. 
chains. Uh, so what's the show called? What's it about? Oh, my, my show is called Me, My Brother and Our Pants Holding Hands. Mm-hmm. And it's about me and my brother <laughs> in our pants. Now, last year at the festival, um, I got chatted up by this really sexy um, Australian comedian. And his chat-up line was, what's your favourite photo of yourself as a little girl? Mm. And I instantly told him about this photo. I was like, oh my God, this like, photo of like, me and my brother when we were in our pants in the dark in a park. And I don't know what we were doing there, but we were both really scared. And the guy was like, do you want, do you want to have a little bit of a think about that? <laughs> and and, uh, and then, um, yeah, then I thought, I want to write a show about my brother. Yeah. It's not as soppy as it sounds. Um, my brother's um, 16 months older than me, so we've had a really love-hate relationship. Um, because you do when they're that close in mm. age, because they're not big enough to be proper big brother. Yeah. And they like to kick the shit out of you. Uh, but I tell you, my brother's six years older than me. He used to kick the shit out of me all oh, the time. Oh, that's really yeah. awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. But you know what? Having a brother means that's why like, I've hurt my leg, because I'm still really competitive with boys when it comes to physical activity. <laughs> like, if, if a boy can run faster than me, I get really upset. And then um, yesterday, I was challenging everyone to an arm wrestle after the gala performance at the Waverley Care at at the Festival Hall and I beat Andy Oshu in an arm wrestle Wow! and then Josh Widdicombe stepped up yeah and I and I beat him in an arm wrestle Josh Josh Widdicombe he is quite a weedy weak no he's not a fake no he seems very strong but the best bit was (laughs) as I was beating him he squealed that's my mic on can't hold it in the other one we'll <laughs> just leave it in the stand go and everyone go and see Josh's show to see, <laughs> to see <laughs> if it's bandaged up well I think Josh I think Josh is coming in on Friday to do five minutes of stand up so if you come and see you'll be able to see whether he's capable of uh, <laughs> operating a microphone and you you hurt your leg did you say this or have you just said this backstage how you hurt your leg you hurt your leg oh right, yeah I do, I do British military fitness and, I, and I'm, they notice I'm a fast runner, and so the, the more advanced people challenge me to a sprint, and I beat them. And then it's, it's proper soldiers, right? And this How did you end up doing? How did you end up competing against proper soldiers? What is British? What's British military fitness? Is what we're? Are you a spy? No. Because you're not a very good one if you are, because you've just given it's it away. It's basically a fitness class, but it's right. outdoors. Right, with soldiers. You, you look at you, how much you hate me. <laughs> I might as well have told you I've joined the Territorial <laughs> Army. I might, have, I might as well have said to you, good, fuck Iraq. <laughs> That's the look on your face. Um, no, they basically train in parks, and right. I hate the gym. Right. And anyway, I uh, the instructor said, I'll race you, and I really wanted to beat him, mm-hmm. and I did. Wow. And I tore my muscle, and that was three months ago, Richard. <laughs> Still like that. I think I need to have it then. amputated. Yeah, maybe. Well, you've been asking. You asked. You said Rich Hall said. You said backstage. You said Rich Hall told her to keep running on it. That was the only way to cure it. And we suggested maybe it would be better to go to a doctor. <laughs> then she, was, she was asking us, Simon Donald, saying, "Yeah, that might be the case, but you, know, you think you should maybe go to a GP or at least a comedian who is a GP, like Harry Hill." <laughs> Who uh, Stuart Lee went to have his genital warts checked out, if you've listened to uh, many years ago. Have you ever shown another comedian anything to make them see if it's... Would you get your t- you'd go to another comedian and go, look at this, look at my leg, what do you think? <laughs> but Stuart it can Lee. be quite helpful, though, you know, because often you just spend all your time with comedians and I've got great sort of advice about how to get pregnant off a comic and that yep. works. <laughs> <laughs> I have to explain something. I've had two hours sleep, and, and I've had two hours of, of vodka-soaked sleep. Yeah. So forgive what... You slept in some vodka. In <laughs> 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 the bed soaked in vodka. Either that or I'd wet myself. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's hard it's to 
to tell it. It's right. better. Look, this is what you, the, that's what you have to do to get into the vibe. I've been doing this for like what is this the thirteenth one or the twelfth one? I can't remember now. And it's just you know this is for me. This is just 13th a stream of consciousness. No, no, it's my twentieth Edinburgh. Say, yeah. It's my thirteenth one of these in a row, more or less. And so I just enter a stream of consciousness where everything I think comes out. As Ray Peacock said yesterday, I just say everything that I, that <laughs> no, occurs to me. You just said Ray Peacock. Yeah. I thought you said Ray Peacock. Yeah, there's go. That's. <laughs> but I was so. Uh, I was so out of it. I've never noticed that before until... I was like, oh, young comedians yeah, these never, days. Uh, all Ray Peacock. <laughs> I've never noticed that all the time he's been called... Because that's not his real name. And then I said to him, you're not really called Ray Peacock. And he said, yeah, at least I haven't come up with a ridiculous comedy name. And I went, yeah, well, Peacock. <laughs> and I've never even noticed that it was Ray Peacock. <laughs> and everyone was texting me after going, don't you know it's Ray Peacock? That's what it is, a rude name. It's Ray Peacock. That's what his oh, name is. Really? Well, I guess he's done it on purpose. Cause I, <laughs> unless he really hasn't noticed that himself. But it would have been an odd thing for him to say. My, yeah, Ray Peacock isn't a Oh, my God. Name. This is almost as intense as the time I got Adamant. Adamant. Yeah, Adamant, yeah. <laughs> Last year. <laughs> Last year. <laughs> and now looking to Shappy or Sandy to see if there's anything in that. That's, <laughs> if it's a joke name. Because if we're going to, you know, everyone thinks Richard Herring is a made-up name. Dick Herring, Dickie Fish. Like you'd think, and that insults me because if I was going to come up with a joke name, it would be better than just thinking I'll name myself after a fish. That is the <laughs> worst fucking thing you could ever do. So uh, it's my real name, Richard. Is Herring. it German? Um, I think you know it might be a sort of Viking Scandinavian kind you of thing. You look a bit like a Viking. Yeah, I, well, I think so. Have you, my, you should see me with my crown on uh, and my t-shirt. Does that make you forgive me for joining the army? <laughs> I like the fact you're in the army. It's good. I want you just be running through the battlefields. Like no, it's that. good because you feel so strong because you do your sit-ups on logs. <laughs> and yeah. And, and, and there's like this really, really famous um, Hollywood actor in, in my park. Wow. I don't know if I should tell you who it is, but I'm well, very excited. I can't because can it's a party. Okay. All right. Oh, you got it. Well done. That was good. You should be in this seat. <laughs> this lady, go on. No. Go on. Okay. Okay. I will. Okay. Don't say which the park is and then we'll be fine. Okay. I won't tell you which the park is and I'll just tell you that his last name is Grant and, yeah. and there's a letter E. Before, so that's that's all <laughs> I'm going to tell okay, you. Okay, well that could have that give that narrows it down because it could have been someone better it's than Richard E. Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Hugh Grant. It's Hugh. Wow, it's Hugh Grant. Ah, oh, it's Richard E. Grant. <laughs> Not that good. I is like he? it. I've held his ankles while he's done sit up. <laughs> <laughs> that excites me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did he get aroused? No. No. I did though. <laughs> Um, yes, let's not. Will you edit that bit out? No, because absolutely he not. He might find uh, out. I'm just going to repeat it on a loop and edit everything else oh. out. We won't find. Will he find out what <laughs> that you go, that he goes in the park and he's well, done he some might. he's done some sit ups. This is not. Well, he's probably <laughs> the news. Of the world probably have loads of shit well, on him if they first. <laughs> oh no, they found out I did some sit ups. What will my public think no, of me? No, but I get aroused. No, because <laughs> <laughs> that bit. The thing is, right, I saw, I, I do this thing with him, and I'm just another person in the park that does the thing with him, and then I saw him at the Hay Festival. His event was on before mine. Yeah. And so he came off stage, and he saw me, and for a moment he freaked out. <laughs> he thought, what is that woman from the park <laughs> doing, stalking me? And it's the first time I had to go, hello, I'm Shabby, I'm actually a comedian. <laughs> and, uh, and, then, and then he was like, Okay, lovely. Uh, <laughs> is it a park. special celebrity park you go to that only celebrities are allowed to exercise? No, it's just Richard E. Grant. Richard E. Grant and you. 
That's good. Oh, bless you for saying that. I'm a You're celebrity. a celebrity. You've been on TV. All sorts of stuff you're on. You've written a book about how. So, how do you, is your book uh, still available on uh, <laughs> in the shops? Because <laughs> no. mine isn't. <laughs> um, no, my. I think it is. I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. So it did yeah. very well, didn't it? it it's a guide um, to being English. Is that right? Is it, oh, right. It's, a, it's called a beginner's guide to acting English. It was, was not. Close. It was not my choice to call it that the publishers sort of made me I've what did you want to call it I R- Richard e. Grant aroused me <laughs> when I held his ankles I that's a good fucking title I wanted <laughs> to call it um, English People Smell of Milk <laughs> <laughs> but the publishers thought that might be rude yeah. but the point is when I, would you be offended no I think that's brilliant when I w- no, I, okay, d- right. I genuinely because I didn't know we did smell of milk so it's good because in that I mean I'm, I presume you're kind of alluding to that kind of racist thing where someone in a country will go someone from a foreign country smells different than I do and then they never Look. think I smell different than they do they yeah, never think this may be my problem rather than their problem so you know it's well you know th- th- this is the sort of material that I, I wrote for my show but yeah. then you know sometimes you read stuff back and go oh if people don't actually know me personally very well it just sounds racist yeah. it was one of those sort of situations because at my school because I always smelt of coriander and English people I did it's just, it, Iranians just coriander everything up and um English people eat a lot of um, dairy products yeah. and the kids all had my, my best friend is half Turkish half English and she'd always talk about that milky smell that kids have and then the Indian kids would be spicy yeah and, uh, and and the Middle Easterners would all be herby. <laughs> and and that was it. Because when you're a kid, your skin, I think, or your pores are quite, you know, <laughs> delicate. You just see whatever it is that you eat. Like, when you when you cuddle a baby, that lovely baby smell, it's milk, isn't it? It's not It's not racist towards babies to say that, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, if, you know, I mean, it's that. It's, it's an, it's, I guess it's an odd thing, because it's an, it's an odd thing to point out. But, and I it's, think saying and anyone it's a generali- smells of anything And if you're to rude. say a generalisation that generally, you know, I don't, I don't know what's true. I'd never... I've never been able to smell an English person and notice what they smell of because I'm an English person. But it's racist to say all uh, Indian people smell of curry because although no, that okay, may be a I case, ha- that's not the case. I not urgently need to put this in yeah. context. Right? <laughs> 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 SOS, call 999, right? My book is about, it's written as me as a child. It's written as me as a, as a seven-year-old. And so it's my observations as a mm. child. The whole book, the, the narrator. I like to think Richard it reads like a novel. <laughs> um, it's a drama documentary, my book. And, and the author is a seven-year-old girl, me. So it's her saying that her, um, she smells differently to her English friends because they will smell of milk. Mm-hmm. Right. Good, well so blame her if you want to pick on a seven-year-old for making her way in the world, and you know. I've got some scissors. <laughs> we can either cut out your tongue or the. Uh, <laughs> the choice is yours. Let me. Say, I don't want to cut off any of your uh, your hair. Your <laughs> skin. Is, uh, that, well, that's got rid of the most of it. Is the it? Maybe, and then we'll. Oh, I've got it. I've got it. Yeah. Okay, cut my yeah, hair later. Uh, I let someone cut my hair at a party once. Did you? Really short. <laughs> Was it Francesca Martinez? Because uh, <laughs> she, she does that. That's part of her act. It's good. Uh, I used to fancy this boy, and I thought he'd, he'd really fancy me if I let him cut my hair. Right. How low work? self-esteem is that? <laughs> no, it didn't. I once cut my own hair after watching uh, The Generation Game in about 1973, <laughs> where they'd all been, they'd done a kind of, game where they'd all cut people with you know the hairdressing thing with wigs but I then went upstairs and cut all my fringe off uh, <laughs> I need to um, say something else about the milk thing yeah a lot of Chinese uh, <laughs> don't get it worse <laughs> don't. 
A lot of Jamaican people smell of ganja. What's going on? Stop this. What's... I'm sorry, I had no idea she was racist when I put... Mrs. Palmer's I... cocoa oil. What are they doing eating that? No, um, I... <laughs> what do Chinese people smell of? They, they don't smell of anything. They don't smell of anything, But apparently they, they too oh, yes. say that English people smell of dairy. Oh, fucking Chinese racists. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I smell of human feces, actually, so... Take that, China. Um, I thought that was a Bible you're holding for a moment. Yeah, it, well, in a way... In a way, it is. In a way, it's my book of my thoughts, so... In How a are way you over this is. side? Are you all right? Oh, yeah, it's nice to say... Do you know, I've doing? got a crick in my neck as well, so I've just been doing this, so I hope you didn't think I was being rude. It's, I, I slept funny. <laughs> it was <laughs> riot. <laughs> a laugh riot. So I'm going to... Uh, in is a my question. bed last this night. This is a question I ask all of uh, my guests. So don't think the answer's yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make sense with this particular question. But thank you. Because actually, I have, I've instituted, I told my girlfriend about it for the first time uh, <laughs> like yesterday, and she didn't mind. I've instituted a policy because I'm in a happy relationship. You're and I don't. Yeah, I and know, I don't, I'm I don't. I know. And I don't sleep around anymore, Shappy. But luckily, I've made an arrangement with my girlfriend. I can have sex with whoever I want during the hour of this podcast as long as I do it here on stage. So if the answer is yes, we can give it a go. I think that might... I think it's the only way to absolve your racism from earlier. Is you know I'm going to lose sleep over the racism <laughs> thing. I want to wake up and like going, oh my God, I'm going to get English people going. Because <laughs> I get that on Twitter. I get people going, yeah, you just play the race card because all you ever talk about is big radio. Because on Twitter at three in the morning, that's how people sound. <laughs> I just hear people going, you said we all smell of milk. Yeah? Well, you smell of poo. And I'll, I'll, I'll have to answer back when I'm miserable at three in the morning and it's a nightmare. Don't answer them back. They're idiots, those people. When I did Rich Chang's Objective which was about the Hitler moustache and all that sort of stuff and doing different things. And it was about race and it was about... Mm. And you'd get complaints from both sides. You know, mm. you get people racist complaining that you were, be- that you were anti-English or whatever and, and other people complaining you were being racist. And so you kind of realise you're doing something right. As long as you're offending everyone, that's okay, Shafi. <laughs> so I think, I think you're fine today. Uh, so uh, I, I ask everyone this. What would it take for you to fillet the actor Keith Allen? What would you want in return for Funny that? Funny you should say that. Yeah. He, he gave... <laughs> last, the reason I didn't sleep last night was... He gave me 20 quid once. Yeah, did he? <laughs> he did. And was that enough? No, it was... Um, I was in Glastonbury. Yeah. I was with my brother. And we were absolutely brassic. And he was offering people money to sing. And I, and I sang Tiffany's I Think We're Alone Now. It was like the Save the Trees. You sort of bought a tree at the store. And, uh, and he gave me 20 quid. And I sang all of that at Glastonbury, right? And then as I walked off, we had this 20 quid and went to get some burgers. And I said to my brother, well, we should also buy a tree as well. But that's a f- nice thing to do. And my brother was going, why did you want to do that, fuck's sake? And I was like, God, that's not like my brother. He's normally very sort of you know, um, a socially conscious person. And I went, well, why not? And he goes, I'm not, I'm not carrying a fucking tree back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I spat on you. <laughs> it was good. It was a good spit. I think, I think it was snot. I think it fair. was snot. I was going to say, they're very fine. As you laughed, a, a globule of snot came out of your nose and went towards the ladies on the front row. Did it get you? Because that, that, somebody would pay a lot of money for Shappy Kazandi. <laughs> to shoot snot on them. <laughs> How much would Keith Allen pay for that? A lot of money. A lot of money. 
So don't dodge the question. Okay. How well, much would it, what would you want in return for flating Keith Allen? That's not the. I thought for a second Keith Allen was at the stall trying to save trees. I thought that doesn't sound like Keith. Maybe I've misjudged Keith Allen. Maybe he's a lovely. No, it turns out he's a cunt. What would you do? What would you do to? Okay. Um, what do you need? Because it doesn't have to be money. It can be. You know, some people. It's just an interesting way of finding. Oh, like out. saving elephants. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, saving. <laughs> if an elephant was saved. If no, well, if no. Keith Allen was about to shoot an elephant and said, "Suck my cock," or the elephant dies, well, no, would you do it? No, I wouldn't. But yeah. if it was to so save. So you want to, you want elephants to die now? So you no. are saying. No, I'd flate an elephant. I'd flate an elephant to save Keith Allen. Um, <laughs> I'd flate. I'd flate an elephant to kill Keith Allen. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's the beef? Oh, a, it goes back a long Oh, it way. goes back? Oh, it goes a long is way Is it in your book? It's in, uh, no, it's in all the, if you go and listen to all these podcasts, you get it. He basically sabotaged, he sabotaged a show I did uh. when I was a student and was very nasty and rude. It's mainly that. Then he went out with Julius for a while before I did and ruined that. <laughs> uh, every, every Keith time. Allen went out with Julius yeah, for yeah. 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 Oh, blimey. My she goodness. doesn't go for... She goes yeah. for weird men, doesn't she? Yeah. <laughs> 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 he must have one hell of a personality. He, well, he's, he's got a lot of chil- children from different um, women. Okay, I, I think if someone said fillet Keith Allen and pandas would no longer be an endangered species, I'd, I'd go fuck pandas. <laughs> <laughs> With their black eyes and their cute faces, but actually they're killers. Um, I don't know if I would do anything you to... You don't have to do it. How about famine? You could stop famine. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to have to flate him. So. Would anyone watch? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd need, I, I'd need my mum to hold my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would just make Keith Allen all the more excited. That's my... That is my get. I mean, it's good to describe my idea. I've just made up a fantasy Keith Allen in my head, who's much worse than the real one, which is hard. You and I were Nadia's for Holland. No, she's Julia, hot. not oh, Nadia. Julia. Julia. Julia's hotter than Nadia. Hmm, no, maybe not. <laughs> the audience has spoken, the Sawala family. Nadim Sawala, he's the hottest. Do you like Nadim? Yeah, I've met him in an yeah, audition. A, I bet. Playing nice a, a Middle East. He's Middle Eastern, isn't yeah. he? Where well, they yeah, they're from Jordan. Jew- Jewish Iraq? Jewish. Jor- are they Jewish? I don't think they're Jewish. They're from oh. Jordan originally. Didn't you ask? I didn't I ask if they didn't go, are you Jewish? No. <laughs> Excuse no. me, are you Jewish? Because <laughs> if you are... <laughs> I don't mind the Jordanian thing. I can cope with that. But Jewish, come on! I don't no, believe they were. Ju- I don't believe they were Jewish. No, well, she never said. So I don't think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think. Uh, I How did she smell? <laughs> very, very different times. Different times. <laughs> she smelt my spunk. How do you like that? How do you like that, audience? Hey! Yeah, now we're taking a turn, haven't we? <laughs> so, um, do you, are you, um, Glenn Moore was on, and Glenn Moore believes that ghosts and UFOs exist and claims to have seen ghosts and UFOs. Have you ever seen a ghost or a UFO? Do you believe in all that kind of stuff? Loads. I've, Loads. I've just, I was chatting to a ghost just this morning in my house. Um, I don't believe in ghosts and no. UFOs. Um, I do believe in um, some people enjoying believing in those sorts of things (laughs) uh, as a pastime, and it's interesting. Yeah. And I'm surprised at Glenn Wall. (laughs) I had a chat with him at the Tesco's queue the other day. He never mentioned anything about his belief. (laughs) It was mostly about, you know, 
other things, but not... There's another comic who saw a UFO. Oh, damn it, I forget his name. The one with the synthesizer and, and the speaking spell. Okay. Rolf Harris? No, but he's, he, saw, he so vividly saw a UFO that he's had one tattooed on his arm. Yeah. So what, what he believes in... Go- I don't know. Do you believe, believe in ghosts? No, I no, don't that man doesn't. Is it, I, I thought I, I wanted to believe in ghosts. Hold oh. on, the man who said no has just disappeared. Ah! Ah! <laughs> you wanted to believe in ghosts. You've never mm. seen a ghost. No, when my grandmother died, I desperately wanted her to come back and, and, and feel her presence. But I didn't. She'd gone. She's proper dead, like, in the yes. ground. And, um, <laughs> and then what happened was, I so wanted her ghost to come and, you know, be with me so I didn't feel alone, that I started dreaming about her. But have you seen American Werewolf in London? Yes, I have, Each many times. Have <laughs> you seen the bit when uh, Jenny, Jenny Agatha's t- in the shower? That's oh, the, that bit's my favourite bit. You, let me tell you about my grandmother's, okay. de- de- <laughs> my grandmother's decomposing face in a moment. Um, oh, yeah. I was in Devon, and the, it, uh, the, and the train w- wouldn't work. It broke down, so everyone got off of the train. They were all trying to get to London, and a cluster of us um, formed a little group, and we were going to hire a minibus, and along came Jenny Agatha, Why? saying, can I join this group? And I went, well, if you can't fix the railways, Roberta, I don't know who can. <laughs> <laughs> so... It was a proud moment for me, uh, and I sat with her on the train. Did and she I punch you in the face? No! <laughs> she was ever so sweet. She had a glass of wine with me, and I told her all my boyfriend problems. Oh. Mm. Poor no. woman. Actually, <laughs> 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 sitting in the show somewhere, and this is an absolute nightmare. <laughs> Just because I'm on the TV, she thought she knew me. She told me ins and outs. Tell about us. Tell us about your grandma's decomposing face. Oh, nothing. She just came into my dreams in various states of decomposition. Well, how do you pronounce? You went to a good university. Decomposition. How do you decomposition. Yeah, it was quite easy, wasn't it? Do you know why? <laughs> I use the word obituary yeah. in my show, and every night. I have a problem with the pronunciation. Yeah, that can happen, can't it? A bit literary. It's so easy to not be able to speak. <laughs> but once you get a hang-up over a word, that yeah. does happen. Yeah, like... like, like r- r- um, Rehypnol, was that r- what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I had a headmaster at my secondary school who used to uh, this say... This is going to be a good story. Fucking hell. Rehypnol, I had a headmaster at my secondary school. Said, everyone's got to drink this free milk. <laughs> drink it! He was. He said it would save pandas. (laughs) (laughs) What did your headmaster do to you? Open up. This is like in the psychiatrist's chair. This one's turning a bit into. Come on. I'm so sorry. It's not filthy. (laughs) But he used to say the reenessence instead of the renaissance. Yes. And so I did this voiceover once, and and that that word came up that to this day I can't actually say. And in the voiceover, I thought of my headmaster, and I said, and in the reenessance by accident, and they said, um, absolutely shabby, it's a renaissance. And then I had to sit there at the job and explain, yeah, but we have this headmaster called Mr. Everest, and he pronounced it like this, and they just thought I was a cock. Um, But anyway. And he abused us. Yeah. Uh, so that was why. Quite <laughs> semen heavy. I have semen in my show this Do year. You? Yeah. But literally. I have a semen story. A little, a little vial. Yeah. Pass it around. Is that? <laughs> I'm not often dirty, but Aren't I tell you? a dirty story. Oh, good. Well, I'll tell you what happened because it's uh, my brother mm. and I are very close. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not nice dirty. No. No, my brother and I are very close. And I went out on a, a, on a date with this guy. Not my brother. Well, this okay, is someone good. entirely different. And I was only about 20. And this guy was so gorgeous. And we went on this date. And we came home. And we sat on my bed. 
and we started kissing, fully clothed. And after about five seconds, he clutched his thigh and went, oh my God, Chevy, I'm so sorry. And he ran out of the room into the bathroom. Richard, you know what happened to him, right? <laughs> I I've heard of this. Yes, one. right. It's <laughs> Honestly, I've got the complete opposite problem, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is not that much of a problem. Ladies, know what I'm talking about? We've still got 15, 20 minutes left in the podcast. If you want That's not long enough, actually, now I think about it. So... Uh, uh, Okay, so it's premature okay, yeah. right? and uh, and I didn't know what to do, so I phoned my brother. <laughs> and he went, he was brilliant. He went, Shaq, two things. First of all, be really nice to him. This is m possibly the worst thing that might have happened to him. Be so cool and don't make him feel bad. Secondly, don't ever call me about something like this <laughs> again. And he found it hard to speak to me for about a year. But that is a, that is an enormous compliment to you if you were just kissing. And you were fully clothed, and yet you could still make him come. That is an amazing compliment. I Do think. you think? Yeah. I don't think. It really is. I don't think it would matter. I, I don't know. How does it work with guys? I'm surprised that he felt he even felt the need to tell. You know, he could have <coughs> just gone, oh, excuse me. I'm just going to... Because surely, you know, if you're just at the kissing stage, you could come back to kissing for it and then be ready for the second go, eh? You know, you know what I'm saying? If you're 20, was he 20 as well? 20, You've yeah. got to you know it's going to take five minutes. I tell you, when it's two weeks it takes between for me. It is two weeks... And I've got to start working straight away. I've ejaculated. I've got to start working at it. If you ever see me in the street just doing that to myself, it's only because I'm working. I know I've got to have sex in two weeks' time. I'm working up towards it. It takes a long time. 44 years old. Oh Terrible my thing. Goodness, it's so tough being a man. It isn't is it? awful. So I, I honestly think it is. It's not something. I think about. It's hardly ever happened to me at all, anything like that. So, yeah. uh, but not happened to me. I've, I'm, I'm, I just go out with really ugly women. And so that's what I do. And then it's uh, you've got to get, you've got to actually bounce. If they're too ugly, you can't get an erection. If they're really beautiful, you come Is straight away. Is that really true? So you have to you have to find just mediumly attractive women who you can. That's a piece of re that's a piece of material I've never done because I decided people wouldn't like it. <laughs> it isn't true. No, it isn't true, Shaka. It's, it's what a woman's like, her personality's like that is the sex. Is that thing. that? I've always thought that. <laughs> I've always thought that. And it's but amazing how those 20 year old women have the nicest personalities. <laughs> <laughs> then they get all. Do you know, I dated a guy recently who yeah. was 40. Yeah. And he said to me um, that I'm the oldest woman he's ever dated. <laughs> And he goes, I normally go out with 20 something, but you know, you're really nice. <laughs> like that. That was a good like accent. That? He did talk oh, like that. Oh, fucking hell. How does he manage to have sex with anyone? Because oh, uh, <laughs> he's a rock star. <laughs> Is he? Wow. Cool. Sexy. Well, we might find out his name. And then that woman, he said. Ask he him said, what his name is. Go on. Say, go on. Go on. Tell us his name. Go on. She, my, she does my, it. Do whatever you say. Go my, on. my tiredness. <laughs> you have to come to my show for me to have my tiredness has <laughs> kicked in. I'm going to tell you, right? He was going on a date with me, and it, when he got to the date, he uh, he said, "I was with um, I was with my band, and uh, and it, they they wanted to see what you look like." Because I said, "I'm seeing you," and I said, "Oh, that's nice." So I put on live at the Apollo, and me being a comic, I went, "Which one? The one in the purple dress or the one in the black dress?" Because one in the purple dress wasn't as good as the one in the black dress. And he went, "No, we had the sound down." <laughs> <laughs> They said the first thing was, hasn't she got fat calves? <laughs> but when we were together just now in the hotel room, he goes, I had a good look and they're normal. <laughs> so while I'm thinking we're having a nice, sexy, romantic time, he's been looking at my thighs going, do I really want to get myself into this? This sounds wonderful. Well done, Sam. You certainly... <laughs> 
Fucking, I thought Julia Sawala picked some bad men. But uh, then, uh, so uh, I'm just going to quickly do some, we got to, I'm doing a story from um, the previous Edinburgh's. If you've got a funny story from the previous Edinburgh, you can tell it after this. Uh, you're welcome to interrupt this one because I haven't got anything very funny this year. Uh, it's 1999, we're up to now. God, imagine that, remember that? The millennium hadn't even happened. And that year I was doing uh, a show called A Play, another was my fourth and final play, uh, called It's Not the End of the World. Uh, nothing funny happened during that. <laughs> uh, but I thought I'd talk about The Tempting Tatty, which I've been to every year and uh, since I've come to Edinburgh. Set possibly not the first year, but every single year since then, I visited The Tempting Tatty, which is on Jeffrey Street. You must go. You get a baked potato. Uh, and just don't get the large size, because that's really massive. Get the medium-sized potato. If you get cheese and mango chutney on it, that's what I have. That's called the Richard Herring. But if you ask for a Richard Herring, you, uh, you will have to explain <laughs> what you mean. <laughs> I've given him lots of publicity over the year. Every time I'm asked where should you go in Edinburgh, I say the Tempting Tatty. It's been there so long, the eye has fallen off the Tempting Tatty. He now says the Tempting Tatty. So it looks like it's tempt um, a Japanese man. Tat, temp, mm, temp, mm, tacky, tatty. And, um, uh, but they, it's an, that's been a stalwart place that I've been to, and I, I, I try to go once every year. This year, I've been there. this year in our flat, we're very close to the tempting tatty. So I thought, well, I'll go to the tempting tatty every day. But our flat has an arga, which is uh, and it's on. I've never been to a flat that has an arga that's on. It's you can tempt on. your own tatty. And so I can make my own potatoes. They're better than the tempting tatty ones. But so I don't. I don't have yours. mango chutney. I don't have mango chutney in or or red cheddar cheese in the house though. But I haven't yet been to the tempting tatty because I can eat baked potatoes whenever I want for the fra for a fraction of the cost. I'm thinking of opening up my own uh, rival. <laughs> Right. Will you, will you name a potato the shappy? I will do. If you like, what would you like on your potato? What would you like to be um, the shappy, Cassandy? Milk and coriander. <laughs> milk and coriander. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be kind of a way of reuniting all of the yeah. nations together. Curry, milk and coriander. And uh, hashish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you must go to the Tempting Tatty. I might go. I might pop in and see if he'll give a prize of a, a baked potato <laughs> for one day's a Richard Herring baked potato large. He'll keep you going for You girls, you could eat off uh, one of those large potatoes for probably a week, the two of you. Uh, so uh, <laughs> it's good. It's so massive. It's like all the potatoes in the world. We, we went in a few, a few when we did a Collins and Herring podcast. I don't know what happened to that guy, but he disappeared. <laughs> uh, but uh, we, we took the whole of the audience and organised loads of people to go to the Tempting Tatty and try and break the Tempting Tatty. And like 200 people turned up at the same time to the Tempting Tatty trying to make them run out of baked potatoes. It took oh, you and Andrew Collins? Yeah. It took he, two he stopped following me on Twitter. Did he? Mm. It's really weird when people do that, and yeah. you think, and you think you knew them, and you think that they were yeah. a bit of a, bit of a kind of warm acquaintance. Yeah. I went to direct message him, and he was no longer following me. He's a, he's mercurial. It's he's flighty. Awkward. He's just it's he's friends awkward. with you one day, and then he'll t and then he'll stab <laughs> you in the back the next. That's the thing with him. I just you have to watch out for him. <laughs> you have to watch. Oh. He is. He's, he's sneaky. So, have you got a favourite Edinburgh memory before we bring on? Uh, um. I got engaged up up half the seat. Wow. I got proposed to and got engaged up half the seat. Aww. Not to my husband. It was boyfriend. Two boyfriends before him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh, it was so 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 romantic. It was lovely. And then uh, he went back to London, and uh, I met a showbiz journalist. And we bought a house next door to my mother's, and I had to back out the engagement. This is the <laughs> worst story I've ever ever told. I was very young. Was Andrew Collins the showbiz German? Because that <laughs> might explain. It might explain why he's turned it stopped following you. There's Aww, loads of it. My, my favourite Edinburgh memories are just walking home at 5:30 in the morning in the yeah. rain with people that you've just had a brilliant time with. Aww. What's like that? 
That never happened to me. I'd go in the tempting tatty and cry into my bed. <laughs> it was, I've got, so it's like one of the most miserable places I could, you know, because I've been there. I'd go there a lot when you're really lonely in like my mid 20s and stuff. I kind of, I felt a bit of an outsider in Edinburgh and I wasn't really a proper mm. stand up. And uh, it is hard when And it's you know, like you're kind of in the yeah. Pleasance Courtyard and there's no one you know then. You feel like if I'm just standing here on my own, everyone's looking at me. So I'd go up to the tempting tatty on my own and eat a big potato of my own and just be sad. So it's full of sad memories. I don't know why I keep on publicising. I go up to I go up to <laughs> young comedians that I feel are feeling that way yeah. to sort of have a try chat. And get, try and get off with them. And then I yes, fuck off. That's it. They're vulnerable. <laughs> get them while they put a bit of <laughs> bit of retinol in them in the drink and bang off you go. They wake really up in the morning. Involved. We're engaged. Do you remember we were in our other seat, other seat last night? Do you remember? It is, it is weird being older at the festival because I'm single. So I thought I'd go out the other day and like you know flirt, and I was flirting with this guy and he was gorgeous. And um, and anyway, I sort of said, you know, unlike you, I ask questions. What religion are you? <laughs> I said, how old are you? And he went, I'm 22. And I was a bit pissed, but I just picked up my glass and walked away. <laughs> I, we'd been talking for about an hour. I just thought, I thought, what a fucking waste of my time. <laughs> And I saw him the next day, like in the daylight, and it was really awkward. I sort of apologised, but yeah. I'm so too young. <laughs> you could have just said, you're too young, I'm going to go. No, you because that would away. be admitting that I wanted in his pants. Oh, I think you've just done that on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I so can't believe I just said, wanted in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of predatory cougar shit is that? I, Do you know what? I think I'm just trying to act cool. I'm not like that. I'm a mother. <laughs> It's all right. I would, once you get into your 40s, Chappie, which... I'm not, not in my once, 40s! Once you get in, you, it'll all die down. That's Actually, it's worse for women, isn't it? It gets to get... I was in, when I was turned 40... No, women get... Women Can you get finish ho- that sentence we, now, please? Women get hornier as they get older. Right, oh. madam, is that right? Yeah, I'm not saying you're the, oh, older or anything, uh, but I'm just saying... <laughs> It gets going, doesn't it? 18, it's the physical peak at 18 for men and it's like 38 for women. But it's really so great, though, because along with that extra horniness, you get loads more confident. Yeah, I thought you were going to say something else there. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed pretty good until I turned 40 and now that's it. When I was 40, I was single that year. That was the last year I was single in Edinburgh and I was behaving very badly. And since then, oh, I, remember, I remember those days. It was brilliant. It's much better being in a relationship. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> because I couldn't cope with staying up past 12.30 now. So anyway, we're going to, uh, when these terrible revelations of the Bofors, we're going to get off stage for a second and bring on our uh, guest act, who's going to do five minutes for us. He's a brilliant, the, actually a, a member of the team that created Viz, who, which I think is, has the most influence on uh, comedy in, in this generation of comedians, I think is, is one of the most amazing things and probably doesn't kind of get the credit it deserves. So will you please welcome the amazing Simon Donald. Ladies and gentlemen. Hello. <laughs> you are right. Um, I think there's been some sort of administrative error. My name's not Simon Donald, like what that fat man said. Um, <laughs> My my name's Barry Twyford. Hello, you all right? What's your name? Sorry? I didn't understand. Lovely. Okay. Um, so what it is, right? I come from a company called Crackhorn Minge Peace Market Research Company Limited. You all right? And what I'm going to do... Do you like the Dairy Lee Lunchables? 
you don't like them. I do. Right. Um, sorry, that's not part of my survey. What I've got to do, I've got... I'm just getting excited because I've got my packed lunch coming up in a minute. Right. Uh, I've got to read out a statement that'll explain exactly why I'm here and why I'd like to take five minutes of your time, if that's all right with you. So the next thing I say will be the statement. Uh, crack one binge piece are part of a multi-services job creation team working in conjunction with Newcastle-upon-Tyne City Council. In light of recent public order... Um, issues in the country uh, the disenfranchised young people on the street corners of newcastle upon Tyne have been invited to create and develop a market research campaign in order to compile information and statistics about the things in their communities that mean the most to them the disenfranchised young people have written all of these questions themselves and crack on main piece of paste them on our standard market research questionnaire templates your help in answering these questions is honestly as possible help you multi-system in all aspects of these communities that affect these young people directly lovely so have you all heard and understood that statement <laughs> I'll take I'll take that as a yes. Lovely. Okay. So I need to find a gentleman aged 25 to 60, sir. Would you be in that age bracket? 25 to lovely. And what's your name? Sorry? Sorry? Okay. I didn't understand that either. Um, question one is for you. Are you aged 25 to 60? You are. Lovely. Okay. Question one. Are you for real with them fucking shoes on? <laughs> Now, what you have to do, you have to answer, you have to answer on a scale of one to five, where one is equal to I, I didn't even know they're fucking shan, and where five is equal to your, five is equal to your nout but a cheeky fucker ye. Four. Thank you very much. Lovely. Okay. The gentleman sitting next to you. Hello. What's your name? Mike, hello, Mike. Um, question two is for you, Mike. You look like a proper fucking daft cunt. Are, are, are you on pills? One to five, where one is equal to, this is fuck all, I swallow six E's every fucking Friday. And where five is equal to lip me and I'll fucking bray you, I'm like Jackie Chan on Wiz. Uh, lip me and I'll fucking bray you. I'm like now I need a number between one and five. Thanks, Thank, you Thank you very much, Mike. That was very good of you. Now, um, does anybody play tennis? Right, me mum's got a cat. Um, sorry, where am I going with this? Who likes Pringles? Right. I'm, right, I like Pringles, but I do find they're quite dear for what they are, right? So I make me own, right? I get me, when me mum's cats ate all the cat food out of the tin, uh, I empty like a packet of normal cheap crisps in there, right? And then, like, I put a bit of paper out me jotter on the top with a prit stick, you know? So you've got, like, the bit on the top, so once you pop, you just can't stop. Got to be quite careful when you're eating them because sometimes a little bit of cat food left in the bottom. Okay, yeah, lovely. What, what, what's your name, darling? Kate, lovely, okay. Kate, now, the questions for women are for ladies aged under 25. Are you under 25? I thought you would be, lovely. Question one, is it true that you suck cocks for tabs? <laughs> one, one to five... Where one is equal to, frig off, you do anal for Wrigley's. <laughs> and 
where five is equal to I swallow jizz for Bucky. <laughs> Four, lovely. <laughs> right, I'm getting a little bit, I'm getting a little bit hungry, so before me last question, I'll just, I've got a little bit of me pat lunch here. Oh, I've dropped me pen. Do you want a Pringle pet? <laughs> they're, just, they're just normal flavour, you know, but with like a... Like a hint of chicken and rabbit. <laughs> Lovely, thank you. Okay, my last question's for you, darling. Um, you're under 25, I thought, I thought you would be. Lovely. Is it true that in the number 64 bus stop... Decker Campbell gave you a right good fingering. <laughs> one to five, where one is equal to fingered, I got proper fucking rattled. <laughs> and where five is equal to, I don't even know where the 64 fucking stops. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not finished the question, pet. I get drilled at the number 10 stop. <laughs> Number one. Thank you very much. I've been Barry Twyfe and I hope to stop and take six minutes and eight seconds of your time again. Thank you. Simon Donald, ladies and gentlemen, I think it was. It's going to be 10.30 at stand two. Do go and see him. So we've just got five minutes to do the competition where one of you will win some plasters and a 40-pound wine voucher and a DVD. It's amazing. And some tickets. Uh, so uh, if everyone could stand up onto their two feet. Uh, we're going to make some statements that may be true or false. If you think they're true, put your hands on your head. If you think they're false, put your hands on your bottom. Uh, we'll sort that out. If you get it wrong, you have to sit down and then whoever is left standing at the end will win the prizes. So the first question is, every day so far, pretty much every day, I've suggested that during the break I've looked at the internet and uh, the newsreader, Kenneth Kendall, has died. Um, I haven't done that today because I think people are getting aware of that. And, uh, but I'd looked on the internet backstage and uh, the weatherman, Michael Fish, uh, sadly passed away this morning. Is that true or false? Heads on, hands on your head if you think it's true, hands on your bottom if you think it's false. Michael Fish has sadly passed <laughs> away <laughs> today. <laughs> I mean, it would be an awful thing to make up. Everyone thinks it's false, but by the looks of it, it is false. That is oh, false. Oh, yeah. Can, can I just say, that was really cruel, because <laughs> you have no idea what a massive Michael Fish fan I am. And if that was the way I, I learnt the news, I, w I, I think we'd... I would this is my he might have died, but I haven't looked at the internet, so there's no, there's no guarantee. Do you have a statement of truth? I didn't think... Did anyone think that was true? No. You fuckers. Uh, <laughs> have you got a statement of truth or false? It could be about anything you like. What, anything that I... Well, you have to know the answer. You have to say something. <laughs> you have to say something that's true or false. I'll do another one while you have a think about it. I did, you know, ask you to think about it. Be back oh, is that what you said? Oh. Yeah, that's what I was going on about. Um, All right, uh, during the, the riots, the recent riots, the um, president of Iran, it had to do with Iran, it's the only thing I know about, <laughs> the president of Iran um, formally asked the British um, government to show restraint when dealing, when dealing with the protesters. Wow, is that true yeah. or false? People seem to believe Shappy more than they believe me. It's interesting. Yeah, it is true. It is true. So sit down if you said false. That's he wanted them to just kill half of them. <laughs> I didn't do many jobs before I became a comedian, but in the year I moved to uh, London in 1989, one of my jobs was working for a company in Brentford that made lighthouse, man, uh, lighthouse parts. It manufactured parts for lighthouses. Is that true or false? And I worked for that company. Is that true or false? 
So a lot of mostly, probably mostly going for false. It's true. Uh, the Faros Marine in Brentford. I don't think it's there anymore. I've got one. Can Go I have on one? Yeah, yeah okay. got another one. We've got really a lot of people there. That was good. Okay, uh, the little boy who played the kid in Charlie Chaplin's The Kid, whose poster you'll be very familiar with, grew up to be Uncle Fester in the Adams family. Is that true or false? Good, good split. <coughs> and Shappy? It's true. Jackie Coogan. That's right. Jackie Coogan, yeah. No, well, I did a show, but you know, it was a little bit about uh, him. Uh, I used to work uh, in the uh, one of the jobs I did before I became a comedian. I used to work writing the phone directory for British Telecom, and I changed uh, in West London. It wasn't the whole country. <laughs> And when I say writing it, I just mean collating it. I didn't actually have to make it up. Aaron Ardvart, 1A, A Street. I actually had to just write the things into a computer. It was a boring job. In that, though, I changed uh, Stuart Lee's name in the phone book to Stuart Wee. Is that true or false? <laughs> Mainly going for true. It, it is true. So uh, sit down. I'm sorry. So who's still in? We've got to, there's some gentlemen in the back. Those, you three there and, and you, you're still in. You've got another one, Chappie? Another um, okay, yeah, I've got a fact. Um, it's a personal one again. I uh, once dated the guy who operated Zippy in Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> true or false? <laughs> Could you be able to make that up? There's two falses and two, three, one false and two, three trues. What is that? I did. Wow. What, I'm Roy Skelton? <laughs> the one he just recently died. Was it a different man than... It was Zippy on tour, but still. Did he? Did he tell you that? Was that how he got into your knickers? Yeah, I, uh, I operated Zippy on tour. I don't even do it. Are you still in, sir? Is there anyone? Oh, there's another one back there. If, if you can step forward a little bit if you're still in. We'll try and wheedle you down. Have I got anything else that's exciting? Uh, the... Uh, um, in... I don't know if I did this one the other day. Uh, Scotland. Uh, someone in Scotland. It was in Scotland that the cure for scurvy was invented. Is that true or false? Not when that isn't oranges. There was like a pill that cured scurvy. According to my sources, that is true. So uh, there's now I think there's two two men left in. Have you got another one, Shappy? Oh, blimey. It's quite um, hard, isn't it? It can be about yeah. anything you like, but you can right, ask and make stuff up. That's the, that's the good thing. Okay, yeah, because all of mine have been true, haven't they? Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Make one up. Okay, uh... <laughs> But you've got to go for different things, so it's down to the last two. So whoever gets the, makes their decision first will get the decision of that. So I'll be watching you like a hawk. I'm not entirely sure who the father of my child is. <laughs> true. <laughs> my gentleman's come for true. You have to give an answer, though. We had a DNA test. It's false. It's false. Good. So uh, that's, that's this not gent- true. What I just said there is not true. She is entirely sure. This gentleman here is one. What's your name, sir? <laughs> Come and click, click, collect your prizes. There you go. There's the there's a voucher in there. Second can go to see uh, Todd Barry. If you could pa- pass those back to that gentleman there, that would be terrific. Uh, seeing you girls were sexually harassed by uh, Simon uh, Donald, I'll give you two tickets to Todd Barry, but you have to promise not to press and charges. Snotted on by me. Press Sorry. charges. <laughs> yeah, even snotted on. And some seemingly like have three tickets left for Martin Moore. Is there anyone in a threesome here today? Actually, I'll give this this lady here because she uh, did make Shappy Cassandy reveal the name of Richard E. Grant. So uh, you can uh, go and see uh, Todd Barry, who's fantastic. Uh, please give it up for both of my guests today, uh, Shappy Cassandy, ladies and gentlemen. Where, do I, where are you on, Shappy? When it, 
I'm at the um, Pleasance uh, Courtyard, uh, the venues you shouldn't go to, yeah. at 7.50 every evening. Fantastic. And Simon Donald, uh, we're back tomorrow. Barry Cryer's coming on tomorrow. Uh, and Ed Axel. So uh, please come along tomorrow. Come and see me at What Is Love Anyway, 8.50 at the Cow Barn. Thank you very much to the stand. Thank you to everyone here. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to all the staff. You're all amazing. Thank you. Good night. <laughs>